0: Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the Gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I discuss the final week in our series entitled Wisdom That Works. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching today in the Armchair with Pastor John. Welcome back, Pastor John. How are you doing?
1: Good to be back. I'm in a different armchair today.
0: You're in a different armchair today, but this is like the third week in a row I've had to do a Zoom recording with this thing. Uh, But this time it's my fault because I'm not in the office (laughs) today. Uh, I am... uh, I'm, I'm a bit under the weather and not wanting to expose uh, everybody to my uh, very, um, you know, sickly germs. So thank God for the technology where we can keep moving forward and keep uh, keep doing what God has called us to do. But I'm glad that we get to spend a little time uh, yeah. together doing this. Uh, as nice we close it,
1: is, uh, or, ordinarily I'm in your office and I'm looking around your office, but right now because mm-hmm. we're on a Zoom call, even though those of you who are listening, you're listening to it on a on a podcast. Uh, I'm looking at a map of the world behind Zach and his house and his guitar uh, behind him as well, so I get to see a little different view this time as well.
0: And, and, and a piano and a ukulele. A piano, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and And a ukulele, yeah yeah and my and uh, my uh my record player up there as well too so you can you can see that my, yeah it I'm looks a, like I'm it a, could be
1: a is that taylor swift i see up there or is it
0: ab- absolutely it's taylor swift
1: <laughs> he's got a taylor swift uh, <laughs> cd or album or something up. that's <laughs> uh, a t- taylor
0: swift album and if you look at this wall there's another taylor swift album along with johnny cash and uh, the beatles and the clash and a couple people you that said no that
1: You said that in a sermon one time that you were a Taylor Swift fan, but now you you just confirmed it for me and now everybody else. Yes.
0: Yeah. I I don't lie about stuff like that. She's she's uh, she's very talented and and, uh, she's (laughs) a a voice of a generation. So it's like uh, it's like not listening to Bob Dylan or uh, the Beatles. If you don't listen to Bob Dylan or the Beatles, how do you understand the 60s? Right. Really? Uh, so I think, I think it's the same thing. But anyway, we're we're closing out uh Proverbs, uh the Proverbs series, the Wisdom That Works series. Um mm-hmm. it's been a it's been an interesting series for a lot of reasons. You've only how many how many sermons did you preach in this series? I think two, th- two or three three
1: three. Three three.
0: Yeah. Three, yeah. three out of the
1: four. Yeah. yeah. Five. Yeah, maybe was five. Was... Oh, maybe it's three out of five, then three out of five.
0: Yeah, this is a five five because we did uh we have five Sundays this month. Oh that's right. Uh five Sundays this month. So um which is always interesting five Sundays because it makes the month of July or and actually I think uh you know we're gonna have another five Sunday month not too long from now but um uh it's been an interesting series because as 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 we pointed out many times the proverbs are not always the the types of chapters that have continuity in them so you can have to pick your theme and then kind of go after it a little bit. Um, but today, you know, one of the things I want to kick off with is if anybody that was watching, uh, online, uh, especially the modern service probably could tell I was not feeling awesome. Um, and I, and I didn't do the benediction, which is very rare, uh, because I, um, because we were in the service in the round, as soon as I've been done in the benediction, as soon as we've done the closing prayer, people immediately come up and talk to me. Um, Which I normally love that, but I didn't want to be like at arm's distance. Everybody stay away. So to to kind of ease that, I just said to Jennifer, I said, "Hey, let's you know I'm going to not do the closing prayer so that I I'm not inviting people to get really in my face um, at that time." So I wanted to just talk, you know, for a few minutes just about times when you have had to um, preach under the weather. without feeling great how's that gone what 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 are some of the things that you've done to kind of make sure um the word of god is still proclaimed clearly and uh significantly um and in a way that is um honoring to the people that you're serving and also and most importantly honoring to god there have been moments that you've had to kind of deal with those those, those situations
1: yeah um I, I can, as you're asking the question, I'm just thinking back to some times where uh, you could tell. I mean, I, I could hear you in your voice. You had a little bit, little bit of gravelly, little, little gravelly voice. I could tell a little, like a finest thing going going on as well. So I knew, and <clears> plus you, would, I knew you were texting me that day, and I knew you weren't feeling well. There have been days, and I'm sure with you as well, where um, I've I've been hoarse, like the like laryngitis type of of, of hoarse, and it and it was uh, an effort to get words uh out and I didn't feel well and this is I'm thinking pre-covid days cuz you know after covid you you show up like that and everybody's like get away from me with you the plague you know you've got the plague unclean unclean you know um so so there's so before that you know we weren't probably not quite as sensitive probably should have been more sensitive but but I think that every time that I can think of I'm just sort of searching back to the you know and it hasn't been that many uh over the course of 20 Almost 26 years now. Uh, times when I have been truly—I can't think of one time where I've been actually not able to preach. Can't mm-hmm. think of one time, but there have been plenty of times, probably half a dozen times, when I, when I was just wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in every one of those instances, there was something about that moment that, even though I might have been feeling pretty crummy up to that moment when I actually stepped into the moment, it's like something else happened. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know full well, that was the I, the Holy spirit gave me what I needed in that moment to do the thing that he had prepared me to do. Cause I had done the, the research and I had done the preparation. I'd done the praying, praying over this and he was ready to use my word. And even though my words were going to be somewhat feeble in that, mm. in that moment, at least they're going to feel feeble to me. And, uh, and and i probably half of those times uh people said you should said literally said these words to me you should get sick more often <laughs> <laughs> what they meant was that was great you know it was just just that high, whole thing of you know you didn't you just you knew you didn't feel well and you knew you were – there are times when you're you're always aware that you're leaning on the on god's spirit but there are other times you know like you know God, if anything's going to happen today, it's going to be because you make it ha- make it happen. Because I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. And now, I, um, how, I mean, this yeah. recent for you. What, what about you?
0: Well, this this was different. I mean, I I think you're right. I mean, I think there is something too, and 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 this might be a a, a fuller conversation or a wider conversation, but there's something different about you know pre-COVID days and post-COVID days because I probably preached, I don't know three or four times where I've been a little under the weather, uh, before, um, and never gave it a second thought, you know, like, like, should I come in or should I not come in? You know, that, that sort of thing I used to always do to, and, in this, this, in this instance, I, this is probably, uh, the worst I felt preaching with the exception of the time I was dealing with kidney stones and I had to preach, um, which, which I've talked about that before. Um, in that case, you know, I, I was on uh, a little bit of pain medication, so that helped. In this case, I wasn't, but um, you know, here, I, you know, that I was, I was, I knew I was going to come in, and I was going to preach. I had felt all week, you know, this was the last sermon in this series, and and sometimes, you know, how we talked about this before, sometimes God. Uh, surprises you with the series, um, you know, where you're like, ah, this, you know, this is a good series. I, I, obviously, we never plan series that we think are going to be ho-hum, right? I mean, right, right. we're not like, ah, oh, this is a throwaway. But there are, you know, there are some series that we're more, you know, we're more jazzed about, we're more excited about than than maybe others, Right. And and the Proverbs series is one that that I was excited about because I you know I've never been it I've never I don't think I've ever done a series through Proverbs I've done passages in Proverbs and one offs here and there um, and, and 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 because we've had so many different voices I mean we've had four different voices five different voices in this yeah. series I mean it was you me Josh Schweitzer Ed Diaz and Brian Morgan which yeah, is five, which is yeah. co- which is really cool because we've gotten some different takes and different approaches. And so that's been interesting. And so I was excited about closing the series out with you, you know, because, you know, we, we, we did the second week, this together and we've done this week together. Um, But I was excited about approaching this prop, this passage because um, I I had been praying through this passage all week. And I finally come Wednesday, I felt like I had a through line, you know, like yeah. through the whole the whole chapter, which which is not really what I was expecting. I felt like I had a through line, and that God wanted me to share this with the people. Um, but but it was almost as though God was letting me be my own uh, um, illustrative point, you know, because I preached the you know the, the the second and third verse of Proverbs, where it says, "I'm too stupid to be a human. I lack common sense." And And I felt in myself, well, I don't know that I feel like I'm too stupid, but I definitely don't feel like a human being right now. I definitely feel like I lack the the ability to put words together right now and and yet having that sense of okay well you you really got to lean on the everlasting arms of Christ right this second I mean more than anything else so there's that the other part too is that we have an extraordinary team of people um around us kind of all the time and uh, you know, I reached out to, to Jennifer Voigt and, um, and said, Hey, just, just an FYI, I'm not, I'm not, not feeling so hot. Um, here, here's what's going on. I'm going to come in at the last minute. Don't worry if you don't see me, I'll be there. Uh, you know, um, and, and, you know, here, if you can help prep, you know, the, the, the final prayer and everything, and, and then seeing the extraordinary." the extraordinary teamwork that, that was there is, is very, mm-hmm. is very helpful and and people being very understanding, you know, but you're right. I had, a, I had, I had quite a few people email me and text me after the sermon. Uh, they didn't say, you know, you should be sick more often. So I, I think most people assumed I had allergies or something, you know, cause it, it was a lot of congestion, but um, you know, there the God was speaking th- to some people through, through the, the sermon this week yeah. in a way that it was, was definitely outside of me, you know, it was definitely outside of me. And I, I had to revert to sitting, um, yeah. which, which I don't, which I know Brian Morgan had done it the previous week. And, and, you know, Brian and I talked about on the podcast, actually I had done that many times before for different reasons, but this was a, I don't feel well, I don't, <laughs> yeah. and I, mean, I didn't just, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even stand up. Normally if I sit during a sermon, I will get up at different points during the message. I did not do that at all. Yeah. I sat the whole time. Um, but it it also felt like there was a sense of grounding in this and that, and 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 you know, you do you you really have to realize what God is is doing um in these moments uh that he does not let his word go out and return void, you know. So, um that was that was, you know, that's always, it's always humbling to have that reminder. You,
1: you, you mentioned something about um, the Sunday morning experience for you um, and you sort of pulling back from people because you yeah. know you're not feeling well and you don't want them to get sick. And I know that same thing when you, when you come in, you know, you're under the weather, you don't want to get anybody sick. You don't feel like you're yeah. sick enough to, to, you know, th- that that you're going to be like just some petri dish of of Germans, germs that are going to spread and get everybody sick, but you're well enough to be there and you want to protect people. So, but that also affects us, you know, we're we're, ordinarily on most Sunday mornings, you know, we're, you're in class, you're engaging with people, you're talking with people, you're up close, you're up close to them, you're seeing them in the hallways, you're hugging their neck. You know, you really are, you're close to people before and during the services and yeah. that that also changes the dynamic for us as preachers is that we feel we're coming in with with a little little more distant that day
0: yeah and that was disappointing to me i mean the after really the beforehand it was just a lot of prayer uh a lot of you know i just you know kind of trying to make sure i i had the message in my head but but also um, just praying lord okay you know this this isn't my you know this isn't my word this is your word you know so you are really going to have to come through but then uh, and, and 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 I'd love to hear your take about it but but i find this week it was i was a reminder when i when there was the absence of conversation after the message that when you're preaching to a room of 200 225 people or 300 people or however many people there there are there's not one sermon being preached. You know, there's 200, you know, however many people are in the room, that's how many sermons are being preached because everybody receives it differently. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes when I get, when I talk to people afterwards, they'll share something with me that maybe I said, maybe I didn't say, maybe they just interpreted it, but then I will gain some sort of like insight that I, you know, it's, it's just amazing how that works. And and so there was that feeling of, okay, well, for whatever reason, God doesn't want me to have this today. Right. (laughs) You know, Um, because those moments of interaction are, are, they're powerful pastoral moments and it's what differentiates, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, differentiates a sermon from a motivational speech and it or like a TED talk right because when you're when you're doing a sermon it's really the holy spirit that's doing the work on the you know from the, the the deliverer to the recipient and what god chooses to do in the translation of the vocal vibrations from your lips or my lips or another preacher's lips to the eardrums and to the heart and the soul of the recipient that's entirely up to him and to be able to then kind of engage with people about what God was saying to them. That that's a real gift that pastors yeah. have that, that, that so I think you, other, spe- other speakers don't get.
1: You came away from Sunday, then you were unable to have that, or you chose to be unable uh, rightly so, because you didn't want to you know, get somebody sick. So you, ch- so you didn't have that same experience. So it, did the whole the whole day when you're sick when i've been sick feels a bit off uh that's the experience for us but again like you said you know the fact that we don't get to experience that follow-up that gift to us of uh, of the conversation to hear how it was impacting impactful to people um you know eventually we do and and i would imagine you have in those yeah. text messages that were sent to you
0: it's good for technology because people do reach out and, you know, afterwards. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, yeah. and so you still get to see it, even, even with the absence of it in the way that you're not used to it, you still get to see it. And you realize again, I mean, this, I, I didn't plan this, not this way, you know, but, but God was doing something that I couldn't see happening in the moment. I didn't know what was happening in the moment. Yeah. And that, and yeah. I'm with you on that too. You you preach a sermon and you think you said something and you really think that this one area, or this one part of the sermon, was the sweet spot. It was where the gravitas was, like the main part of it. And then six other people say, "When you said that one part over there, which had, which is almost a sidebar, yeah, that's the part that got me." It's like, okay, Holy Spirit, I can't figure this out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you wanted that. So that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, by the so, way, uh,
1: so- how, how are you feeling today?
0: Um, I'm okay. Okay, okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, as, as you will attest to, I'm in my, I'm in my, uh, my hoodie and my, uh, my beanie. So, uh, that's my, that's my trying to get well gear. <laughs> so, Here, so I'm trying hurts. to so- Still trying to get, keep my distance while while I continue to move the ball down the field a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So um, this week we are we were closing out the series Proverbs thirty and we both mentioned this. You know Proverbs thirty uh, and thirty one. You went into thirty one a little bit more um, is very different yeah. than the rest of the the book of Proverbs. Uh, you mentioned that there are the Hebrew the Jewish there are J- Jewish commentators who try to kind of shoehorn. Solomon into 30 and 31, but it's it's really hard to, it's really hard to do. Yeah. 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 What, what was your, like, just overall, as you, you know, you know, turn the page from the rest of the book to Proverbs 30, what was your, what's your reaction to Proverbs 30 as it sits in the canon alongside, you know, one through 29?
1: It's a great question, one that I really didn't address in the in, in the series. But you know, you're clocking along with those you know, those sayings, and they are those you know those pithy, short, you know, saying wis- wisdom uh, nuggets, I call them. And all of a sudden, it seems like there's a downshift, or something something changes. Not just the name of the person changes, but the the tone of it uh, of it uh, of it changes. And I like how you said it, which it it feels more song-like, almost like verse-like. Uh, wisdom. Mm-hmm. If um, Ecclesiastes or Job, you, you had a early bit with the, with Job, but so you do feel like you have a you've entered into a different uh, style. It's still wisdom, and you get that out of it. Even even the focal point for that you and I both looked at, um, it's 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 prayer. It's it's an address to God, but it still uh, comes to us as wisdom. You know, mm-hmm. the, the wise way of living. So I think it was just you do see a, see that shift, and it's there's the shift in thirty, and then there's the, the second shift midway through thirty one as well, mm-hmm. there is, the focus on like what does it mean to be a, a wife of a virtue, wife of noble character.
0: Yeah. How about yeah. What, what you? Yeah. Yeah. I I really I, to me you know to, I really love this you know when, when I was speaking at Dias, you know he was talking about it and. Uh, talking about the 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 book of proverbs as part of the the poetry literature of of hebrews rather than strictly wisdom literature and and obviously there is a lot of poetic uh a lot of poetry in the book of proverbs proverbs 30 and proverbs 31 really lean into that uh to a greater degree I think I mean the the elements in in some of the other um chapters, the the more poetic elements, the hyperbole, the imagery, um, the 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 you know the structural doublets and triplets uh, or the couplets you know that's there but not in the same way as you see it like in the book yeah. of psalms right the book of yeah. psalms is you know you get much fuller poems well proverbs 30 is much more akin to a psalm, or, or like you said, Ecclesiastes, or or like you see in the book of Job. It did remind me something of of Proverbs nine. Proverbs nine has a little bit more of that feel, except that there's there's more directed kind of uh, more directed sort of uh, almost commands. I mean, it's the thing about Proverbs. There's a lot of commanding language, but but it, there's there's some continuity there as well too, and and uh, I also one of the things that I didn't, I uh, in an early draft, and this is like maybe early last week, one of the, the things I was going to lean into a little bit more, and I just didn't do it at all, was the fact that a lot of modern commentators believe that Agar uh, was not Hebrew, uh, and King Lemuel yeah. is you know not Hebrew because they're not Hebrew names. Um, uh, part of me was going to lean into that a little bit more. Um, and make it. Well, you touched make, on I it. I touched on to, it, but yeah. but I had a much fuller uh, thing, yeah. like fleshed out yeah. uh, with. Some I, of I the, thought the helpful
1: know. the helpful thing for me in all this was that, and and the and the who these guys are is that the reality is that little is known about them. Yeah, and it's really just a question of, for whatever reason, the 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 oral tradition that became the written tradition became the Book of Proverbs. These two guys got tagged on to the end of the of the book of Proverbs, and and that 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 is a that that is of God. That is not it wasn't wasn't a mistake. It was that like yeah. there's something. And you said this. I like how you said there there's something about the way about what they said. Even if it was a, non-Hebrew person, a, a non Hebrew person, the Hebrews would look at it and go, "That is truth," and we need to attach it to this to this book.
0: Yeah, yeah. In a, in an earlier version of the message, I had a, a connection to um, some of the 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 faith that Jesus experiences uh, from from non Hebrew people in his ministry. You know, like the Canaanite uh, woman, the, the centurion, and and how you know I. Uh, but it, it, then it became too kind of all over the place, and and I narrowed it down to to that really focusing on that seven through nine and then how it expands the prayer in seven through nine and then how it expands, uh, throughout how I feel like it expands throughout the chapter. Um, I, you know, I wonder, you, you know, you focused really heavily on, uh, the seven through nine portion. You touched a bit on the, the opening verse and then went to seven through nine. What was it about the seven through nine, that prayer, um, you know, where, where he prays not, you know, not, not to lie, uh and and uh then to not experience poverty nor riches what was it about that that really captivated your attention this week
1: well when we were reading through these ahead of time because you and i talked about that that the day of the week that the um sunday was that that'd be the chapter and we're just looking over chapter 30 it's like reading through chapter 30 reading through it again reading through it again there's there seemed to be the i mean I saw something the other day that said I've highlighted all I've highlighted uh, all the important parts of my Bible, and it shows a picture of the Bible and every single verse is highlighted. You know, so <laughs> so every every verse is important, but there seemed to be something that st- stood out with this one that just seemed to have weight behind it. Mm-hmm. It seems to seem to me to be a center of this of this chapter. It was both a prayer. It was, came to us as, as as wisdom, and it just it just it, it seemed like like the the place to to unpla- unpack of this, a great place to unpack so could have unpacked any of them just go to grab one got as i said at the beginning grab a handle get a handle on one of them and then preach that that one i did look at those three no four passages that you you brought up several of those and those are always interesting as well it's a it's sort of a rhetorical yeah tool tool for for you know, and and there's a nugget in those as well at the end of it all but this one seemed and I loved what it had to say because it seemed very modern too. What yeah. some do not seem very modern. Give me neither falsehood nor nor keep falsehood and lies far from me, and then give me neither riches nor poverty, and then here's why and he explained you know, why that was. Both of those felt yeah. very, very, very could have just been written yesterday. Yeah, and I wanted to unpack that and see see what that what that would sound like for in our in our in our settings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and to me, I I felt the same. I mean, I, I obviously we had the we had the outline of the sermon series in in front of us, and and that was there. I was like, well, what? You know, this is this is the, the to me this was the part of the the chapter that is not an address. You know, it, it's an address to God. It's it's everything else is is either self reflection. You know, the 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 verses two through four. Uh, you know, the, it, it's really. Self-reflective, or two through six, really self-reflective. Uh, you know his his lowly state, and then the elevated state of God. And this is where this is where I kind of went with it. And I and I spent all of Monday, Tuesday last week, just kind of going through the first nine verses and just saying, you know, it's, to me it was amazing how he starts with this very the his own low humility. You know, the humiliation or the humility of his own state, the the exaltation of the state of God um
1: John Calvin he, would have been
0: proud. Yeah, and then immediately goes into the prayer, right? And so it's like, okay, well that's how to me I was I was looking at Ager and thinking that's he's giving us a road map of how to approach God when we're faced with the temptation between riches and poverty, right? And I think we both said this, you know, we we as Americans really don't know what poverty is like, right? I mean, you you gave some great illustrative points with uh seals mission trip to Honduras and in your own experience on mission trips you know we don't we don't really understand poverty right i mean i guess poverty is somewhat contextual um poverty in the united states is different than poverty everywhere else i i brought up the fact that the vast majority of um everybody Americans, in this
1: room is everybody in this room is wealthy i heard you say <clears> that yeah,
0: yeah by 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 world standards because by world standards well, and the thing that got me this week is I looked it up, and, and I've looked this up several times because it changes, but the median, the middle income of people in the world is $2,800 a year. Yeah. And I think yeah. there are people in this room and, and who, can, who would consider themselves middle-income people who make more than $28 a paycheck. And, and uh, now I know that's – obviously our cost of living is different and things like that, but also around the world they live in different circumstances, which we would mm-hmm. never accept. Right. But but uh, and I loved how you put it, you know, our our temptation is a lot more to t- towards the side of wealth, because if we don't feel like we've reached a certain level of security financially or comfort financially, we, we feel like we have less than we do. Right. And so yeah. we're, we're we're always going to kind of push for the next thing. And to me, I thought in the in the three no four section, I was like, "Dude, this seems like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to the whole chapter." And I'm like, "What?" But in my in my how I looked at that, I said, "You know, the way Agar just kind of is is reflecting on what God has given him to 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 see. He's looking at thing. You know, what really got me in that direction was when he uh, when he talks about the um the the lizards are easy to catch, but they're found they're in, in the king's, king's palaces. Palaces. Yeah. I, I saw that and I'm like, well there's your poverty and your wealth right there. And how many times he talks about kings and then lesser than things. I'm thinking he's he's making these connections after he's prayed this 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 very simple prayer. Um so I just use that as a jumping off point to to say well, how do we live into how do we live into the reality of that prayer? How is God already answering that prayer for us all the time? You know?
1: You know, Zach, it's uh it, it was interesting to me is that this was a almost a side benefit or just a, just a side reality is that if you're gonna unpack that that phrase, which we both did in different ways, but we both did it, that phrase about um um, you know, give me neither riches nor poverty um it ends up becoming a a a framing up of the material assets of our lives which is the essence of every stewardship message ever given yeah is that we we need to understand ourselves as being stewards of that which god has entrusted to us which god has provided for us and what are we to do with it that includes are we to be satisfied you know with it as well so um, it, it, it was interesting that 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 it became a. It wasn't this. Neither one of us went there with this. But if you think, if we think about it, we both were talking about wh- how God. And I love how you said it. God doesn't owe us anything. Yeah. God has provided things for us. And what are how are we going to think about those things, and what are we going to do with those things? That's the implicit yeah. part of that that was behind it. Well, what are we going to do with? Are we going to be happy with those things? And what and what do we do with those things? So there was a stewardship. There's a the, the, on the tangent of these mess- of our messages was was a, the call for us to be faithful in our understanding of and our use of that which God has provided us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did, were you th- I, did
1: that come to your mind?
0: Um, not not exactly in that way, but as you're saying it, it does make a ton of sense to me. I was thinking like. I was thinking, and I yeah, this is a stewardship, definitely a stewardship message it's it's to me, it was the taking of taking for granted of the blessings, right? you know it's part of stewardship is do we take for granted um I think the word of of our culture right now is entitlement, right mm. and and every generation kind of accuses another generation of being an entitlement generation and and what I've really just come to realize is we are a culture of entitlement. Everything we have, we feel like we're entitled to, and uh, and and I think it's come up several times in my messages recently. Now that now that we're saying this, I'm I'm kind of calling myself out a little bit. I don't know I don't know that I've done this. on I've not done this consciously, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think I've unconsciously put this entitlement, lack of entitlement message into a lot of my sermons recently. Mm. Um, because I've just I found because I hear. And I, I'm, I can, I'll, I'll put myself on the line. I accuse other generations of being entitled generations all the time, whether it's <laughs> younger genera- younger generations or older generations. But really, we're a culture of entitlement, right? I think we're a culture of, that says, "I got to get mine because it's mine." You know, mm-hmm. I, have I've, I, I've, I've earned this. I have a right to this. And what the scripture consistently reveals to us is that we have rights to nothing. You know, what, what we, what we have is we have a God who's gracious and grace by definition means we don't have rights. It means we have a gift and gifts are not rights. Right. And so I think, I think you're correct. I mean, this is definitely, there is a stewardship message in here for sure that, that is not, 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 not very far, far tangent to, to the left or right of this passage.
1: Well that's a great point because um you're you're perceiving and I perceive it as well that these the the sense of entitlement is rising that i that I deserve these things and if I don't have these things, then somebody has failed me and whether that somebody is my family with my friends, my community, my government, my God, you know somebody has failed me. so it makes sense that that we would be I mean, even mm. if it's an N- not not intentional on your part to to address these things we' no we are noticing these things maybe even this conversation would be interesting to see see where, what happens with this beyond this conversation because you're right i mean it, we what is it that we deserve the reality is that the scriptures teach us that we deserve judgment mm. we deserve in and of ourselves condemnation we deserve you know if we, we don't we don't want what we deserve <laughs> we'd be in trouble if we got what we deserve you know what we want is grace and what we get is grace i mean that's that's the good part of that but it's just interesting to hear you talk about that that that's that's a uh, that that's slipping into our language um because we know it's in our culture
0: well and that's why i think you know one of the things that you highlighted one of your main points was you know trusting in the provision of of God, you know, trusting in the provision of God, and I, and 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 I think, and I think I, I would, you know, tie point two and t- point three together in your messages. In my head, that's how it worked. You know, you you, it's wise to to trust in the provi- the spirit, the provision of God, because there are risks between poverty and wealth. Yeah, but if but but if we have this like this 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 trust in the the goodness of God for for what we need and and what and what we don't have right if we don't have something there's a reason we don't have it because there are spiritual risks to having it mm. if we have something there are spiritual risks to not having that thing um and looking to the person of Jesus to say he embodied that every mm. every single day and and I think that's uh that' was a key is a key takeaway from all this
1: there's another there's another dimension for us um and it's not unique to our church but it's in our church uh and I do think that i i can imagine I can think of several people uh, that I've known over the years um um that that they were they were exactly the person I described they were they're all in and then they got busy with life and they got it was going well and I think we we have a we have our share of we have we're more susceptible to the risk of riches, spiritual risk of riches, than we are to the spiritual risk of poverty
0: mm-hmm. in mm-hmm.
1: this church. And the spiritual risk of rich, riches is that you find people who you come to this place where you don't really need God.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's yeah. that's that's very. I hope that that got heard in Vine and in Classic. Is that um, that that we 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 do not need to go there. Yeah, uh, that's a that is not a good place for us to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, a lot more we could say about this, um, but it does close us out in our series "Wisdom That Works." And uh, this Sunday coming up, we are kicking off a new series. Actually, a a, 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 a not a new series, but a series. We're picking up a series that we did last August called "Great Stories," yeah. and uh, highlighting and a we do few. Do it again. We'll probably do it again highlighting a few great stories uh from the Bible, little vignettes, stories that uh most people think they know. And uh, so we're gonna unpack those. This week, David and Goliath. Uh you think you know that story, but you do not. So uh well we we kinda know it, right? Do we we know the full the full measure of that story? So
1: Well, we can't uh leave today without uh talking about a few anniversaries uh today, Yeah. You know. First, let everybody know that uh, uh, Jackie Hansen in our front office. She has been with the church for twenty years. Twenty year anniversary was in um, was in uh, July. And actually, uh, we talked this morning. Also, Paul Stewart has been here for twenty one, twenty two year, twenty two years now. I think it is. So we had his twenty year. A couple of years ago, we all wore bow ties one day to honor uh, Paul because he always is in bow ties. And then, uh, so Jackie answered 20 years, but Zach McGowan has been here for 10 years today. And, today. Uh, Zach was today. Zach wasn't here today, but uh, we all got some fake beards and we wore some <laughs> fake beards today in honor of Zach McGowan. And if you're on Facebook, you can go look at some of the pictures of us wearing our fake beards tribute to Zach McGowan. That was wonderful. Nice. Ones. But nice. uh, but also uh, Zach and Julie had their 20 year anniversary in June. I think it was. Uh, no, January. January. Jan-
0: Jan- Jan- January. January. January.
1: And then Seal and I have our 40 year anniversary. Wow, ah, man! Uh, this weekend. This. Congratulations! So we're, we're Congratulations! 40 years. Feels like it was just yesterday.
0: And where and where so, you guys headed for? You, you, you guys are going at the end of the month, right?
1: Yeah, we're going to take a long trip at the end of the month. We're going to do a getaway this, this weekend for a couple of days. Uh, but at the end of the month, we're going to follow Zach and Julie to Alaska.
0: Yep, so, see uh, some whales, which we talked about in the sermon on Sunday. I
1: saw that. I, saw, I told Seal about that. You should see the whales jumping in Zach's sermon.
0: And yeah, that's right. So we'll go see, we can see some of that too. Well John congratulations on 40 with you and seal and uh, yeah. we and if uh, anyone's listening make sure you let Jackie Hanson know congratulations on 20 as well and and uh, John, thank you so much for hanging out in this way even though it's over zoom. God bless technology that we can continue to have these conversations and Amen. Uh, even when we're not around. I know a lot of times technology gets a bad rap. But uh, God can use it to his, his purposes, and this is one of them. So I appreciate your time and, and taking this as well. All right? Glad, glad. to be here. And if you've missed this past week's messages um, in this series or any one of our series, we encourage you to head to fpclakeland.org to the worship page and the Sermon Archive tab so you can watch complete services of either our Classic or our Vine Modern Worship Services We think that you will be enriched for your faith journey as you do. And if you'd like to, we would really encourage you to subscribe to the Armchair Preaching podcasts um, on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. It notifies you when a new episode drops. And uh, you can like and subscribe uh, to uh, Armchair Preaching. It really does help others uh, discover us in their faith journeys. We hope to see you all next time.